0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Need to confess. Need to confess. to as
1: they go, and Kevin Rattler, the youngest FA Cup winning captain for 20 years since Bobby Moore received the cup for West Ham back in '64. He's only
2: 23. He goes forward to receive the FA
0: Cup on behalf of
2: Everton football club. Hey guys, I'm Sai, and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. This is the Andy Campbell Football Show, episode number 59. We are live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter. Of course, Ace Podcast Nation, home to many great shows and series featuring top guests, expert analysts and more. So please give us a follow on social media, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, You can find links in the description to all of those and uh, at the closing Credits as well Uh, Just as we wait for some people to join in the live chat I'd like to give a big shout out to uh, black diamond sports for all their support around the show They're a global sports agency representing sports stars from around the world for more information on them You can uh, find links to their social media pages in the description and again in the closing credits of the show And of course a massive thanks to Darren Ralston and bespoke financial for sponsoring the show and uh, is a quick word from our sponsor.
0: My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner.
2: Big thanks to Bespoke Financial, uh, of course they do uh, financial uh, aid, sorry, life insurance, critical illness, income protection, mortgages and sports cover. I was falling off my chair then as I tried to say that. Um, okay, so of course joining me this evening I have the goal collector, the speed demon, king of the Millennium Stadium, my usual co hosts ex-Cardiff City and Middlesbrough striker, Mr. Andrew Campbell, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm very, very well, mate. Yeah, very well. I was a little bit jealous watching those uh, intro videos of, uh, of our guests because uh, one thing I never got to do was walk up those uh, Wembley steps. I'm uh, massively in awe and jealous. like Saturday, so jealous it was unbelievable.
2: Well, wow, you got to you got to win a, a, a cup final at the Millennium Stadium. Yeah, mate. different. Yeah, different. As a Cardiff striker in Cardiff as well, what can you say? I don't got much spare. <laughs> yes, tonight's guest started his professional career at Everton before playing for Dundee, Cardiff City, Derby County, Chester City and of course represented Wales. At one point was the youngest FA Cup winning captain, he dipped his toes into management with Chester and Shrewsbury, made over 400 career appearances including 59 for the mighty Wales and none other than Everton and Cardiff City legend, Mr Kevin Ratcliffe, how are you mate?
1: How are you doing, guys? You okay? Yeah, great to have everyone, yeah. Kev. It's uh, an absolute pleasure to have uh, have someone who um, we grew up to watch, and uh, you know what I mean. I, just our our cheers, I, cheers. I had, I, had, I had so many, so many good stories about you, about you, Kev. So I'm really looking forward to hearing some of your stories. Uh, can't we?
3: Right, can't yeah. we? I was actually at the game. You scored then. Eh, when we yeah. oh, yeah. I was commentating uh, I was... on the game. Yeah. Oh, well, so, it was uh, personally, yeah,
1: personally, you know. I know I, I, I never get bored of talking about it. What's, uh, what scares me is, is you know, how, how long ago it was, and you know I mean. I think you blink, don't you, when your career is over, and I think uh, I think a lot of young players nowadays don't, really, don't realize how quick this time goes, yeah. and when it's gone, it's gone. And yeah. um, I, I always remember Joey
3: Jones saying that to me. You know, it just flies by. Yeah. You know, you, you, can never, uh, you never, you never really can't sit back and just enjoy it. Mm, I because totally agree. Everything, everything's going so fast around you, and it's just yeah. just a roller coaster ride, and then all of a sudden, it's gone.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. And I, and I think a good friend of mine said to me once. He said, "Play as long as you can, because when it is gone, you'll yeah. realize it'll hit you." And you know, I mean, I tried to. Well, I tried to play as long as I can at whatever level, and just try. Just try I, enjoy, I, mean, the I agree. I right agree
3: with now. that on one condition: you can play at the level that you, you want to. It, if you yeah. don't, you know, if yeah. you you know, if you're not enjoying it,
1: then mm, I totally know, agree.
3: I totally agree, That's, but you're,
1: you're also your brain and your and your legs have to have to join in as well because if one's if
3: one's not working, it's usually your body. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always remember I played a five-a-side game. I hadn't touched the ball for about eight months, and I went down to play with the uh, the local lads, and I was about. I must admit, I must, I must have been about forty something, 46, 48, and uh, the ball comes to me, and I see this lad making a run, and I thought, oh right. Bring me foot back, and just as my foot comes back, I'm thinking it's not going to get there. <laughs> you know, the ball's not going to get
1: there. <laughs> yeah. So and I think it's, sometimes uh, it's just, it's just, and I think your body does tell you quite quickly during training games that, that it's had enough, and it's just not going to work for you the way that you want it. And that, and, and when it does, and when it does happen, it's such a, it's heartbreaking and nothing ever gets you ready for it, Kev. You know, I, you know I remember, I remember quite, quite severely that. The the minute you do walk in, you remember it like it's yesterday because it it's something that you've done all your life, it's something you've had a passion and desire for and something that well, especially when you've not wanted to do anything else all your life and it's all of a sudden yeah. it's just gone and taken away from God. you really. I mean, it's That's it. hard, yeah. and like you hard. say, you,
3: there's you know, there's there's a few people that are prepared for life after mm. football, but I would say there's more that haven't. Mm. Um and if you're going back to maybe my era, then maybe there's a lot more that haven't. Because they mm. haven't actually had the benefits of what the players get these days, mm. or maybe, you know, for the last 20 years, uh, since sort of, um, I would say premiership that the money's uh, mm. adequate so that you, yeah. you know, you've got a good bunch of savings behind you and maybe a, mm. a property for portfolio or something. Um, uh, yeah. but the lads from the eighties, uh, maybe early nineties, uh, definitely the seventies would, would not get that. They'd, mm. uh, They'd, they'd have to really seriously think about maybe going into a job afterwards. Mm. Um, but,
1: but as well, as well, Kev, as well. You know what I mean? That the, the PFA and and I didn't jump in the gun. But so what was what was there anything in place, or was there any support mechanism in in place for when you did come out of football?
3: Um, I, I think yeah, the PFA obviously would pay for you to go and do a course on something, or you know the pension that they put together. But you know there was, there, there's a lot of lads that couldn't afford to put money in the pension. If you know what I mean, you know yeah. in the in the mid mid eighties we were paying sixty percent tax, mm. and it was fifteen percent on a mortgage. Mm. So if you can imagine where all your money's going, mm-hmm. um, so yeah. it, it really had to be successful to have a good career, I, yeah. as in earning money, you know. And luckily, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I had a, a quite successful career, and uh, you know, it paid me, you know, the the going rate uh, at that in that era.
1: Bom.
2: straight away in the comments uh Big Island Jones says the season that uh, kev came into Cardiff with uh, Robbie James and uh, Cardiff City cleaned up he said it was the be his best time watching Cardiff City with yeah. Eddie he- uh, Eddie may Eddie May at the helm uh great times haven't been seen since so uh, people obviously got fond memories and like do you know what um like before I kind of really looked into anything before Preparing the show And stuff I remembered you Being at Cardiff Like as a kid Much longer than where you were You
3: actually weren't There that yeah. long I was there About eight months I went there Christmas time One year um, And then left About September October Was it Yeah I Maybe, it maybe a little too. bit later Yeah September October So I went in January uh, we won the league um, I think Eddie made a couple of significant signings you know m- myself yeah. Phil, Phil Stant Stanty, um, Robbie James um, and then there was a nucleus of quite a few young kids you know Jason Perry was there mm. um, the, the lad um, Wardy in goal um, Damon Searle at right back there was a good right. Uh, sorry a left back at right back there was a good there was a good Youngster coming from Neil Matthews, but he got injured and um, never really recovered from that. But he was a really good player. So you had the lad uh, Ramsey in midfield uh, as well from Leicester. Who Pena, it was it was excellent. You know what what motivated he was. And like I say you got pff, sort of Nathan Blake there at the time. Um, you know, just trying Some to keep team. him under. <laughs> how, under proud control is it, like,
1: that, how proud does it make you, Kev? Though that, 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 that obviously fans say that about the, about the, the odd time at the football club. You know that you had a su- successful career at Everton, won FA Cup, mm. league titles, European trophies. But fans remember mm. you for their best spell at their football club. Obviously, being Cardiff I loved
3: it. I loved it. And I lo- I, that's one of the reasons that their, their supporters are very similar to Everton supporters. You know, you, you can't hoodwink them. You know, you can't hide behind doors or anything. Nope. They, they, know the ga- they know the game. They know the football. and um, They're very, very passionate. And uh, I, I think, you know, I, I played a few games and there was only 6,000 there at the Ninian Park. And, uh, and suddenly the crowds were growing and growing. And, and they tripled. End of the season, there's 18,000 there. Um, and that just shows you that the, the club... I always think the club was a sleeping giant. And just somebody needed to get it all by the scruff of the neck and actually, you know, take it to the next step after when we won that league that year uh, on the last game of the season. Um, The following season, instead of investing money into the squad, they they were looking at, you know, selling people like um, uh, Blakey, Damon Surley wanted to say the keeper, the ward, Wardy, the keeper. Um, So they were looking at selling rather than recruiting and mm-hmm. I, I, I honestly believe, I mean, you might, <laughs> look, it seems nothing, but if they would have spent about half a million quid, I'll tell you, well, they, they would have gone on again. There was no, because they had good young kids in that side and mm-hmm. it just needed, you know, topping up here, there and everywhere. And if you're losing the likes of, you know, Nathan Blake and you, you're getting a couple of hundred grand for them and then not really replacing them then, it's, it's not going to work,
1: is it? Well, I think that's the thing, Kevin, you know what I mean? That, that, that you just said there, it's not a lot of money. You, you, you're not getting a lot of money for the likes of Blakey. And then also, you, if you're not reinvesting it, because if you're reinvesting yeah. it normally, you have to spend more. And it's not a business decision yeah. because you're losing a top, top player at the time. It was you're Losing it was a, young... a top
3: player at 250 grand was a lot of money then.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It
3: wasn't, it, don't let's not sort of, you know, the, the, any club would look at that money as, oh, yeah, yeah, let's get that. We could, But he was a young kid that needed to go on to progress. Um, so, yeah, if you could replace him with maybe a 26 year old, um, then, you know, he would have been fine. But no, it wasn't. It was more or less asset stripped. And uh, look, it's, it's at the few dodgy moments where they're chairman over the years they and, had some uh, dodgy chairman <laughs> club. Yeah, it seems, it seems it seems as though they've followed. Uh, they keep following each other, though. Kev, you
1: know what I mean? That that one oh. turns into another one, and one yeah. sells to another one, and, and and I understand it from a business point of view that that somebody wants to get rid of a football club, but this, mm. trying proper testing and 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 yes. selling it to the right person. You know what I mean? This is where, and I'm not just on about Cardiff City now. No, um, you know what I mean. Well, There's we've a, had Barry, we? We've had both. Football's in a mess. Bolton, Wigan, yeah. Wigan Athletic, Wigan. Hull, Hull City. Looking for yeah. a new buyer, someone I think, are in the middle of a takeover. And, and yeah. it's the same clubs all the time who are getting taken yeah. over every, it every Chester. Three or four seasons. Was
3: at, uh, when I was at Chester, yeah, it got taken over by an American. And it was quite obvious he wanted to take it over completely. He wanted to be the manager. Um, I hadn't even been involved in football, didn't know a Scooby Doo about it, and uh, was thinking that he could pick up players on, oh, I think our top wage was about 500 quid a week, but he's thinking he can get players for less than that, half that. I remember him signing a player for £120 a week. He couldn't afford to get in.
0: You know, it's it's
3: just crazy, crazy. And like you say, they don't get scrutinised and checked, you know, the backgrounds. And... uh, Ah oh, no, it was just a shame, really.
1: But Kev, there's not many, there's not enough people for me who, who understand the football side of it as well. You know what I mean? Mm. The business side of it, listen, the, 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 the pumping money into so the other the other say, which is great, but the football side is completely different. You know what I mean? The ins oh, and outs, and uh, and yeah. from the top, mean you know, from the from
3: the mm. bottom to the top. Well, a lot of things, Andy. So what i when I obviously went on to the managing coaching side, when I did the management side, um, I what I thought with a lot of new owners coming in they thought they could change the rules because them rules weren't the rule of the of the land. Yeah. But they were football rules. And you can't change the football rules. So if you're coming from America or China or anything and you look at it, right, okay, if I've got a business, we can do X, Y, Z. Yeah. yeah. Not in football, you can't. No. I'm sorry, you can't. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, either they're badly advised or, or they haven't come clean what their real ambition is for the football mm-hmm. club. Mm-hmm.
1: But I think that's I think that's so apparent. Though even with, the, with some of the top clubs, you know, you look at the you look at the mess that the Glazers put United in, and and and, mm-hmm. and the mess that's happened to Arsenal, and, and and how long it's taken those kind of football clubs to rewrite themselves. Where yeah. um, people who don't get involved, like Abramovich, not really got involved. He doesn't do the media. He just sits, puts the money in, sits back, lets managers manage, lets coaches coach, players play, yeah. and those are the ones who become successful. And Unfortunately, some teams who, 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 who the chairman and the owners get fully involved. It's just to, to, to the detriment of their team. Unfortunately, mm, yeah.
3: Well, it's it's an expensive hobby, isn't it? Mm.
1: So sorry, yes. I, I know, I know, I know. We're obviously going back to front of you, but I'm just fascinated what you're saying. It's just oh. it's amazing. And um, so, just to jump in about you said there about the uh, the American owner. So, what about the transition between a player play to a manager? Then, so obviously, you said that that, that, you, that when, you were, uh, um, uh, when you were when you went to Chester. So, how did you find the transition between
3: a player and a manager? Um, well, I had a, a little bit of a, a, a. I went in as an assistant manager.
1: Yeah, I've seen that um,
3: for around about eight months, um, maybe less than that actually. Uh, I just got thrown in at the deep end after it when he when he got sacked. Uh, a, a guy called Mick Pedgick. yeah, uh, and I got asked. Um, did, he play for,
1: if, did he play for Wrexham? Kev? Is he is he? I, R- he no, that that him?
3: was uh, Pedge. That was his brother. Oh, yeah. That was his but brother. For, his brother played for Wrexham and Hereford, yeah. um, and he was the the physio for Wales as well. Right, okay. Mel, well but was a, a left back played for everton played for england He was most probably one of the best left backs i've seen actually um great coach um had all the ticks in other boxes um but overcoached
1: right, okay
3: now you know when you're at, at, at the we were at the bottom of the league at the time and you're coaching kids or you're coaching lads and you you do a session and you're going to do this session. All, all designed for this one player. Mm. Well, this one player just gets coached not for twenty minutes, maybe for an hour and a half. Because all the all the coach is doing is picking up on the bad things and telling him how to rectify it. So this guy comes off the training pitch and he's he's down, his head's down here. It it just he just over coached. He was a great great coach, but he needed managing mm. to manage the coaching rather than be the manager and doing the coaching and i learned ever ever so much of him um but time he left and then i got offered the job but i wouldn't do the job because he would brought me in so they give it the physio after a week the physio went off with stress <laughs> so i'm dealing with 30 players well 20 24 players i think we had or 22 22 players and eight apprentices um and the, the physio was the youth team coach as well. so I'm left with 30 players to coach. so I was thrown in a deep end uh, I, had a, I don't know if you uh, had ever come across a lad called John Kerr. he was actually Kerr, died. he went that. he went to, he went to yeah, Cardiff yeah, right. on the uh, youth team coach um, but he died a, a few years ago and uh john was helping me out he was working in the community so i was very thankful for him and uh you you know you must have heard of a lad called gary shelton yes. um he he was playing so i took gary and said do you want to be a you know do a bit of coaching and uh, it worked perfectly from then on you know we uh well i was given the job at the end of the year uh, but the one thing i was still a player but i just felt that i couldn't play and manage it was quite draining. What I did enjoy, I did enjoy playing for the reserves, and really helping the young kids in the reserves. Um, but as in playing full time and managing, it's it's tiring because manager's job. All of a sudden, you're doing things. All you're doing, um, you know, you, you're talking really sort of uh, yeah, yeah, pre-mobiles. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So you, yeah. you're constantly on the phone. And that in its own, if you've never done it, it's tiring. Mm. You know, you're in your office, you're making the phone call. And you just, I was going home um, knackered, you know, absolutely knackered. But, you know, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. That that sort of eight months with, or six months with Mick Pedge, um, I sort of went to a lot of games. I was going to three games a week. So the encyclopedia that you get of players, and I always thought that when I got the job, my first signing And I've got to win these fans over Because obviously I'm a Welshman I live on the border, more or less Not far from Chester But I wasn't liked by the Chester fans So I had to win these these fans over And I always think as a manager Your most important signing Is your first Yeah uh, So I went out And uh, I got Cyril Regis The wow. big C come um, well, And he I'm was signing. absolutely fantastic He was. He had got him from Wickham Wanderers On a free And And uh, he was tremendous. He was great with a young kid there called John Murphy, who had a good career in the lower leagues, um, scored goals. Great, big, very, very similar to John, uh, to to Cyril, big lad, um, great target man, and he developed him tremendously over that year, year and a half that he was at the football club um, to give him that breathing space to come into the side when he was ready. But. Uh, Cyril was brilliant. I mean, I used to take him off with about fifteen minutes ago, and he used to get rounds of applause at every ground. I remember at Leighton audience, all the Leighton audience fans were clapping him. It was just, it was just awesome, absolutely awesome, um, as a as a, as a man as well as a player. By the
1: way, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. So, top, uh, yeah Kev, top, why top do you
2: player. um, you mentioned about like um, the stress and the difficulties of being mm. a player manager, and um, I do you think that's the reason why we don't really see uh, many player managers around and if you do it tends to be when someone's been sacked or left and they do it for a little while is it just Uh, because it's too difficult to do both because i often think uh, like that you could someone could probably find a you know a happy medium and do a do a good job of both
3: i think you need a coach in there then that is going to do a lot for you yeah you know that uh, you you really really trust um, that is the big thing, and then you can go off in the afternoons and you can go get your rest in. Um, yeah. But it's hard when you're a manager; you want to be involved, you want to know everything, mm-hmm. um, and it, it's a step back away from it. It's very, very hard. So I, I don't think you will see, especially in the, the sort of championship and the and the Premiership. I don't think you'll see a, a player manager again. No. Um, well, I, I, I don't think I... even the clubs would want to afford to do that.
1: I think as well, Kev. As well, I think. I think. I think it puts unnecessary pressure on yourself as well. Because as, as a yeah. player, you're looking for the respect from the, from the from your peers, from the rest of the team. And if you have a bad yeah. game and you're coming and shouting and screaming, and you're coming yeah. in and not happy about other people's yeah. performance, and you, you haven't done it yourself, it's a it's a difficult yeah. one. You know that I, I tried a stint of it where, when I packed in. And, um, a, I was finding myself playing with um, my ex-teammates, which is difficult because you've gone from a player to a manager and it's, it, I found that a little bit difficult. Uh, yeah. and then you and then you you're playing badly not scoring goals and and then you you're having you are having a little the conversation with players about letting goals in and missing chances not 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 playing as well as you want them to do and, mm. and it's a difficult one and you know I mean and then you've got the media pressure the social media pressure nowadays yeah. and it's yeah. it's uh, it must just be they weren't around because...
3: social media wasn't about when I was playing no, so or managing when I was so it was, I was, uh... it wasn't when I was but it yeah. was um, like, like I like it, it, it's.
1: It, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad. I'm glad people do it, and I'm glad people give it a go because, like you say, it's an next progression from being playing. You're still in the mm. changing room environment. You're still having a good crack, good, good banter. It's a full time job in, in itself. The phone calls, picking the team, thinking about it, if yeah. instead of the training, the training ground, and the, and the, and the match days. Yeah. It's just a, yeah. a relentless. Well, job. I, like I could
3: imagine. I mean, I'll give you an incident. I, I was, I was, I wasn't playing at the time, but I was managing, and uh, I picked a side on the Friday morning. And you go out and you go and work on stuff. And then all of a sudden, you get off the training field and you're like, not quite sure yet. So I remember it was against Blackpool. And uh, it was a young kid that had picked a player. And we were having a pre-match meal and I pulled him to one side and had to say, look, I've changed my mind. And I'm going to play such and such instead of you. Uh, And he was devastated because obviously he'd built himself up. Yeah, uh, yeah. We'd actually won the game, so you know your decision was right. But if you don't win the game, you know you could imagine that he could be knocking on your door on the Monday morning. Hmm. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a tricky one. I don't think you'll see. I don't. I don't even think you'll see it lower down. No, no I, I, totally anymore. I, I I don't see the point because if if you've
1: got aspirations to be a manager, you've got to do 100. You've got to you've got to give it your, your best shot. And you know, what I mean, if, if if you've been given the opportunity, sometimes for me, a chairman or an owner or even a CEO probably turn out and say listen we're offering yeah. you a job but you're not allowed to play anymore you've got to pack yeah. in because you've got to yeah. give it your focus and, and
3: you probably would pack in to do that well it's, it's the other things that go I mean you know you, you've got everything on the opposition mm. you know you've got your data you've got your DVDs yeah. to watch and, and this yeah. and it goes so into it so much into depth and you're getting mm. clips for lads to do meetings it's something that I didn't really believe in um, mm. I didn't believe in that many team meetings unless it was the day of the game Um, and it was just the way that I was brought up Um, and I didn't want data being given to me at half time and saying this, that and the other because I just felt that I'm sorry but I played the game I know if they've done it and I know if they haven't it's the people who haven't played the game that need that data Hmm. you know and, and, and that is you know that I know if a player's run far enough or not in a game i football hmm. I know if his, his past succession is right is right or not Um it, you know I had a player once come to me um that he was getting stick he's now a manager by the way and a, and a coach and I remember him coming to me one day and he said uh, he's a gaffer he said um, I'm getting stick I get so much stick off the players after off the off the, uh, off the crowd he says it, it, it's unbelievable I don't know can, can you just leave, leave me out I says he says I said, why have they given you sick He said, well, I keep, keep, keep giving the ball away. I said, Do you know why you keep giving the ball away? And you're giving it away more than anybody else. And he went, no. I said, because you have it more than anybody else.
0: Hmm.
3: You're my first pick. Fair. Fair point. You're my first pick, so don't worry about it. As long as I'm on your side, don't worry about them. You'll win them over. So I was noticing that the reason he's giving it away is because he's having it more times than anybody else. He's not shying away from it, so it's... I say I don't think there's enough managers these days that have played at the top level Mm. that can actually I think it's more proof because the kids, uh, these guys these days are actually brought up with that from an academy stasis that they're given all this data of this is what you've got. This is what you've done this week. This is what you've done the week before. now, if but it's good or not, if it, it's making them better players, well, that's the environment we live in
1: now. You, you've just said there, Kev, about uh, about knowing that a player's run far enough, or, or yourself when you play. I, I knew exactly how hard I'd mm-hmm. run or how long I'd run with, with yeah. how tired I was with 10 minutes to go 8 minutes to go. I see mm-hmm. people now and the, they're checking the watch, they're checking the heart rate monitors and I'm thinking, it shouldn't be like that because, you know what I mean, if you're... If you, if you're checking, then you're not. You've not run enough. You know what I mean? For me, you, you no. keep going until you can't go anymore. How do you get, get through it
3: when it gets when it gets tough? Then you know that's
1: it can't get tough. well they're not, are they?
3: They're no. not tough mentally. No. Um, well, the society in itself isn't. Yeah. You know, so it's it's that's completely totally different right. because of the way that you know we are brought up these days. It's completely different. You know, And, yeah, totally. and it was twenty years before me, mm. and then twenty years before them, other people, it was mm. the
1: same. Yeah. Mm. But we, we said we said earlier on. Sorry, we went in, in previous shows and in our championship show that we're you getting you getting kids and I'll still call them kids because they haven't made their first team debuts. But they're getting the 123s of certain teams. Never really played in a first team environment. Never played a competitive game. And they're dropping down to probably conference level, conference north, probably step seven, step eight. Some of them, um, mm. and they're feeling hard done by, feeling though that they, they haven't been given a chance. But it's clubs who've letting them down because they should be out there playing competitive yeah. football. Shouldn't be kept on as long. Well, um, the system's
3: wrong. There's a level for everybody. The system, as far as I'm concerned, the system's been wrong for years. Yeah. Um, if you've got an under-23 league, then uh, if the Premiership player, players have got under-23s, then if they haven't made it by the age of 21 or knocking on the door at 21, 22, it shouldn't be there. It should move on. Totally. Um, and I, I don't get it at all. Um, I think it was a massive mistake that when they did start these academies... Um, but I do believe the academies were actually supposed to be for areas, and not for the yeah. clubs
1: yeah,
0: when
1: it was started. to You yeah. supposed you supposed you have to live sixty minutes from the academy to, to sign for that football club. But technically, you're still yeah. supposed to. But they, moved, they, moved, they moved move they
2: move boys over from course, yeah. like there's yeah. a boy and my my youngest son who's eleven. There, he there's a boy who he used to play with exceptional footballer like truly exceptional. Uh, he plays for Barcelona now. They moved over to Spain. So, you know, clubs will do it if yeah. the play is good enough and they see, no matter what the age is, if they think there's something in it mm. for them, they will, they'll move you, they'll
3: buy you a house and yeah. do mm. what they well, need I had, to do. Uh, we, we had, um, I don't know, Andy up in uh, Middlesbrough, the northeast there, that we had the Lancashire League around here. So you had the, the A and the A league and the B league and the Lancashire league. So you you would be like, if you were playing for the B team, you were a youth team player yeah. at Everton. And if it was an A team, it was anything below twenties. It was a chance for maybe players coming back from injury to have a little bit of a test. Yeah, You know, that one of the first team players are coming back and he played for the A team or something like that. But we would play against, you know, the Liverpools, the Manchester United's, the cities and everything. But then in our league was better in reserves. Wrexham Reserves, Chester Reserves, Crew Reserves, and you were playing against grown men yeah. at 18 years of age. Um, you were getting, you know, changed in a, a porter cabin with cold showers, but it was a grounding. Mm. Um, and then you play for the Reserves. Mm. Now, uh, we played in the Central League, which was a fantastic league, against all the other, I would, what is the Premiership now, all them clubs, the Derby Counties of the World and everything, Forest. Um, And you'd be playing against them and you'd be playing against some of their first team players. But most important of all, I'd be playing along a player who'd got something like 300 league appearances alongside him coming back from injury. And as a centre-half, I played alongside um, quite a few times a fellow called Roger Kenyon. And I learnt more through Roger Kenyon in the limited number of games that I played with him. Uh, uh, for Everton Football Club than I would have if I was playing with a, a lad the same age as me so uh, how do you learn anything from somebody on the pitch who's the same age as you at 19 20 years of age, I, I don't mm. get it and I think it's a massive mistake they've they've made um, and I, I hopefully they, they try and rectify it in some sort of way, because when you this... watch under 23 football, if you're watching Everton, you're watching Liverpool they all try and play the same way, yeah. Then they you change the, the shirts at half time, you still well. think you're watching the same team. Well, this is this is refreshing
1: though, Kev, because um, what
3: you just said there about, about your time at
1: Everton, we did exactly the same at Middlesbrough. So, we'd have a we'd have the youth team, which is obviously 16 to 18 rules playing against Leeds, Newcastle, Sunderland, Middlesbrough, Hartlepool, Darlington, York City, etc., John Castle Rovers, and then we'd have a team in the A division in the Northern Alliance division. So similar now where you'd play against grown men, um, anyone who wasn't a professional footballer basically from 16 to 35, 40-year-old um, and the youth team manager and Brian Robson would would basically, you'd guaranteed a 90-minute game over the weekend, you'd either play for the youth team against yes. similar lads your own age or you'd go and play against men, not because you're not playing very well but they want to, you know what I mean, I was a, I was a skinny 16-year-old, you know what I mean, so I needed building up so they stuck me in there to get mm. kicked. Um, get hurt a couple of times, just to help yeah. my confidence. No, what the real with, world's with, about. Well, yeah, because, listen, football's not easy. Uh, no. And when you go and make your debut against uh, a 27-year-old centre-half who's going to kick you, who's going to be horrible to you, you mm. need to be ready for it. And if you're not ready for it, yeah. you're going to yeah. let yourself down as well as a club down. So you need to yeah. be ready for it.
3: Definitely. That's spot
2: on. Um, okay, so what we're going to do now, Kev, um, a <clears throat> little bit later than normal, but we're going to do the, uh, the Magnificent Seven, which is seven quickfire questions, which you just answer, <laughs> say the, uh, the first thing which comes to mind, and then uh, we'll shoot over to the live chat for a couple of questions. So, uh, Kevin Ratcliffe's Magnificent Seven, uh, Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Cardiff City or Swansea?
3: Cardiff. <laughs> no, no messing about. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, Ryan
2: Giggs or uh, Gareth Bale.
3: Ryan Giggs, uh, confident. Can I give a reason like that. for that? By the way,
1: yeah, yeah Please do. Uh,
3: Nine hundred league games. On, so. uh, that, that's why. I mean, it's the longevity of his playing successfully for that long.
2: It is a, uh, it's a got remarkable a, thing to do. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely, we've got a very interesting question About Gareth Bale as well now Which I'll put to you in a minute um, Favourite TV show
3: BBC News Ooh, it's,
2: yeah, I it's not uh, one before uh-huh. it? it's,
3: good. it's good comedy at the moment <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: Angriest teammate
3: Oh, that's a toughie I think it'd have to be somebody like Peter Reid yeah, He, he seems like quite an, quite an angry shout. guy I don't know if you um,
1: remember his, um, his his TV program, what he did for Sunderland, they did like yes. uh, oh, uh, a yeah. dogs, and it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And I can imagine, I can imagine because I met him a couple of times, obviously when he was a Sunderland manager, and I can imagine him as a player being ten times worse than he was behind blindfolded dogs. Oh, it was so, he was, pa- he was
3: so like yeah. uh, passionate. It, it was brilliant, it didn't take but much I, I can't to be, to be, be yeah. fair.
1: No, yeah. and to be yeah. fair, when he had people like Kevin Ball, you know what yeah. I mean? It was just it just chocolate cheese and just got on with it, and just yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Uh,
2: best roommate.
3: Oh, I've got to go for two actually uh, One for Wales and one for Everton Kevin Sheedy for Everton and Ian Rush for, for oh. Wales
2: Two great players great And players. Uh, finally The greatest Welshman that ever lived
3: Oh
1: <laughs> We've had some Corkers as well Kev by the way haven't we We've had some Corkers
3: uh, mm. Well yeah, you know When you've got people like uh, Richard Burton and uh, Anthony Hopkins I, I'd have to go for Tom Jones Great shot I think he's come out If, if I went times. for a sportsman, yeah. it would be Joe Kawasaki yes, Another great, great shot, shot, that is yeah. great um,
2: shot. Okay, so now we're going to go to some questions in the live chat Because they're stacking up But uh, as soon as we just sort of mentioned Gareth Bale uh, Kelly asks If Kevin managed Wales now Would you drop Gareth Bales for the Euros As he clearly won't be match fit As it looks like he will not play for Real Madrid But he will stay mm-hmm. there
3: Look, he's a game game changer. Um, he he, he's he's got quality, and if you can only do it for half an hour or, or fifty minutes, it's it, you've got to you got to work it out. When's he best? Is he better coming off the bench or is he better starting? I yeah. think it's what you've got available to you. It's uh, I I don't think you can be in a position to not start him.
2: No, and I think this go, kind of goes on to one of the other questions. But um, whilst well, Wales have got. Uh, the most depth they have had in a long yeah. time outside the, the first 11 I still don't think if you've got you don't leave Gareth Bale at home even if he no. can only like you say manage half
3: hour instead of him that's it <laughs> exactly no.
2: that's um, the thing so, so
3: Richie has have never been blessed with somebody like him no, I no, admit, no, no. He's, he's, uh, I've, I've picked Ryan Giggs but we've never had a player like him no no. where he's been you know you know touching sort of um Best player, one of the best players, best players in, the in the world at the time, but you know, he, he. I think I'd like to see him sort of change a little bit. Uh, I, I'd like to see him adjust to football like Ronaldo's done. Yeah,
2: and Geek's but that Ronaldo
3: don't take people on anymore because he knows that he's not got the pace to get yeah. away from people as much as he had when he was twenty-eight. Well, Gareth Bale's thirty. Yes, I think. Going 30 plus now, so uh, and I've not seen that pace for a few years. To be fair, no, I, he's left a, so, a yard short. I mean, I don't know when there, you sorry. when you started losing your pace, Andy, but I lost mine through an injury around about two, when I was 28.
1: Mm. But yeah, things um, are and as
3: well, when it when you when you realise as well, though, you know what I mean, you,
1: you never get it back. You know what I mean, regardless. <laughs> you know what I mean. You, oh, no, you, you don't. You realise pretty quickly as well. And it must be great yeah. though for the young, young players in the squad to 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 have him, have him around. You know what I mean? The experiences he's done in his career, his life. Premier League Spain the Euros the goals Uh, he scored and it must be you know the 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 whole
3: team sort of materialised sort of after Craig Bellamy retired yeah and he might have been holding him back maybe six months a year yeah um, because I think he had this fear factor Um, and as soon as he went I actually think other people took the mantle of you know, and, and I think it was most of it the right age for them as well that the this group of players who'd come through together. Um, and, and you could see that they just seemed a little bit more, I don't know, they expressed themselves more, more free.
2: Mm. So, 100%. Um, mm. So, Richie asks, kind of sticking on this subject, uh, he said he wanted to ask your opinion on the Welsh national team's progression over recent years with all the young talent that's coming mm. through back to back qualifications for the Euros, hopefully will qualify for the world cup soon. It seems like there's a very bright future for the Welsh uh, after many years of uh, disappointment. What's your opinion on that, Kev? Because I um I spoke to Talk Sports' Lawrence Mora the other day um who's like the Welsh correspondent and he's really excited about the, you know, the not even necessarily the the ones on the fringe now, it's the ones underneath those in the in the 21s. Oh, well, I can't incredible. believe
3: that when Ryan's given somebody an opportunity, they've not let him down. Um, you know, we got the lad from, oh, I've forgotten his name. Maybe you've hit me on the spot. The lad from Lincoln. Um, oh, I, um I forgot his name. Um, midfield player. M- M- Mepum. is it? Uh, Mepum? No, not Meepam. Not Meepam. It's a uh, little midfield player. And he reminds me of a, a of a so Peter Reed. He, he really reminds me of a, a, a young Peter Reed. Um, and for him to make that step up, uh, I think he was on loan from Bristol City. Would Aaron that be Lewis, right? No, no. Uh, I've lost it so now. I have got my sleep. book with me. But he was tremendous. Um, a massive, massive difference. Just a ball winner, uh, getting the ball, but dictating play. You know that energy that he he came in with um, was was fantastic. Um, I'm sorry, I can't can't uh, remember his name. Oh, but, uh,
2: uh, Joe Mo, uh, oh, so Joe Morales.
3: Morales. Morales. Morale, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah,
1: those, those players, are, okay, Those players are few and far between as well. Aren't they, you know what Because I mean? people like the the people who just like to be neat and tidy on the ball instead of the ball yeah. winners and the nasty players. You know what I mean? Every team, successful teams, over in the past. You know what I mean? Played teams that like you played with, even the Roy Keens, the Patrick Vieiras, the Robbie Savages. Yeah. Those kind of players yeah. do the stuff that nobody likes. You, I thought it? you
3: said successful.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
3: um, no, I, what's the name? Uh, if you look at Liverpool, um, uh, the modern person in that is Jordan Henderson.
1: Yeah, I totally agree.
3: You know, he, he's he's what you would say would go into maybe any other team and not have an impact. Mm. But at Liverpool, he, he just tree, fixed it. Yeah. He just fixed yeah, it, it. He fixes yeah. it. You know, and without him, yeah. you know, and he and he's British, so there's that passion.
1: Yeah, you know. But as uh, more, of You know, the, yeah, I totally yeah. agree, and I, and I and I think that sometimes when you when you look at the likes of Stevie G, you know what I mean, and the likes of Frank Lampard, that Scotty Parkers, for example, those who've gone in to be managers, that um, those kind of players, the run the midfields because the and, and and they're now running the teams, and they want those kind of players are it for them, like they did for them for their teams, because they
0: yeah.
1: they got stuck in. They were the are the, English, they're passionate about what they were doing, and it just works really yeah. well. Oh, it does,
3: definitely. Yeah, hundred so. percent. Um, but no, Wales you, are looking are looking good. I mean, uh, you know the in depth quality that we've got, and like I say, it's there's some, you know, th- this lockdown in a way has most probably helped Ryan Giggs because there was maybe some big decision to be made to people not going to the Euros, yeah. um, and I think Ashley Williams was one of them, um, and I think you know with it being another year on. I think he would be struggling to maybe make the squad um, because of the, you know, we, we've got depth there now, and I think there's, you know, that change is coming, where, uh, you know, this these young youngsters coming through, you know, will need that experience. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Do you think they the need
2: dream. to think they need to get Nico
3: Williams capped? Yeah,
2: hundred. I think Definitely. they need to do that yesterday. Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean, I I, I think uh, Connor Roberts has been fantastic. Uh, right back for us I yeah, mean yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm not too sure but somebody said to me that uh, you know they, they take something like 3 or 4 million for him Swansea they, they need the money that, I, and I'm thinking if I was Everton I'd mm-hmm. be going out there and getting him mm-hmm. for 3 or 4 million mm-hmm. um, uh, he, he is you know he suits international football mm-hmm. um, yes. and he's, he's he's got one engine on him. <laughs> it's an unbelievable engine um, and Wait, I so don't think he's a bad defender
1: either no, well, he suits the way That teams play Kev don't he? You know what I mean Because he doesn't need a, He doesn't need a, Any support really He can bomb up Like a wing back does You know what I mean go yeah. play it full back Got enough energy to get back And he's a He's mm-hmm. a very talented player Like you know and I know yeah. people People slag us off on here Because they say We're not fair with Swansea But we, you know what I mean We've given Connor oh, some praise on here You know what I mean And, well, got, and, and how got, can you not How can you not Well they got Joe play? Roden
3: as well Who's yeah, yeah. obviously going to be Coming back from injury And I, I'm a big fan of his The lad uh, Cabango um who's really actually good. born and raised in Cardiff. Yeah. Um him as well, well. We've
1: about, well. We've gone about Brewster. Brewster's had an unbelievable time, you know what I mean? And, yeah.
3: and, and set the world alight. You've got your EU up front. Yeah, oh, they've
1: been like they've been yeah. like a breath of fresh air and, but, and you know, anything, you mentioned Nico Williams.
3: Anything. The thing was Nico Williams, it's okay saying cap him, but he's gotta start playing. So yeah. now if that's at Liverpool or yeah. going on loan, then he's gotta go like you know, like they've done with Harry Wilson. Um, does he
1: need to go does he need to go and play forty five games next season then, Kev, does he?
3: Well, I wouldn't have said forty-five games, but he certainly needs to be playing, you know, twenty-plus. Cardiff could do worse than signing him on loan next year. I think
2: mm. could give but him a bit won't. of energy. That's it, yeah, mm. you know, they've, mm. they've let
3: Bruce to go out and wrong in the past. The, was it Woodburn? Yeah. Been out yeah. yeah. on loan. Harry Wilson. Wilson's been out on loan. Harry Wilson yeah. went out. Yeah, yeah. So it's, um, and I, I think it. You know, they're too good for under twenty-three football. So yeah. they've got to go out to the big bad world and find out what it's all about.
1: But we've just said that. I mean, that must be the bigger frustration for a player because, uh, you know, I mean, Nico Williams is—he's he's been involved a lot towards the end of the season. He's got—he's—he's—he's—he's he's, he's felt what it's like to be a player at the best time, picking up a trophy, a medal, etc. Yeah. But next season is a big season for him. He needs to go and play, yeah. be a be a first team footballer, week in, week out, train, I get that feeling of two games a week instead of coming in when there's no pressure. You know what I mean? He needs to, yeah. he needs to yeah. play week in, week out for me. Yeah,
3: it's uh,
0: gonna Kevin, be. The, uh,
2: Sorry, 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 Go on. I was just going to no. say. I was going to say something else. Go on. You finish your point, mate.
3: No, you're okay,
2: Bob. Um, so James Costi asked an interesting question, which I'm not going to talk about because I can't go off on the the rant again on it. Um, but he basically <laughs> says, "What is your opinion of Birmingham retiring the number twenty two shirt for Jude Bellingham?" <laughs> that was about
1: my we spent a full we've we spent a full championship show talking about it and it was just a, it was just ridiculous
3: it is I mean I, I don't know what the guy thinks about it he might feel a bit embarrassed but uh, yeah. if, if that if that's a standard uh, that they're going to retire shirts for they'll be running out of numbers soon <laughs>
2: Well Andy will tell me But I think he's only played A year's
1: worth of football First team yeah, football he's only, well, he, he, hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't played a full He's just turned 17 Just turned 17, 17. this season yeah. He's not played a he's not played a full season You know what I mean So he hasn't
3: played a full He hasn't played every game this season You know what I mean no, no, at all, I was there the other week And um, When Swansea played And I think he'd come on sub Yeah And he didn't really sort of I didn't Yeah, He's a big guy for a midfield player yeah, he, yeah is, totally he, he looks as if he's got a, something, but whoa, it's a it's a big move for him. And uh, yeah. yeah.
1: I'm I'm not sure. Like, like the, the the move for me is yeah, it's just going to be proof in the pudding to see it, see how that mm. goes. But like you said, Kev, he must be a little bit embarrassed because you know, I mean, I'm, I've been I've been trying to get in touch with Middlesbrough for the last two weeks now to retire the two <laughs> days without because
0: I,
3: I'm mortified. Absolutely mortified yeah. that they haven't done it. 32 yeah.
1: and should have been should have been retired the day after I left.
3: Yeah Oh no It's uh, no, it's, it's ridiculous crazy. Isn't it Yeah I uh, thought you had to I thought you had to die To have your I shirt retired I don't know what, got <laughs> do. don't know what do you've got do to do I don't know what you've got to do nowadays I don't know what you've, uh, got, to do. What you've uh, got to
2: do It's bizarre, no, bizarre. Um, So kind of circling back a little bit A couple of people had some questions Or stuff about um, the youth systems And uh, like uh, Lee Croft asked Cameron Cox is the perfect example Of Cardiff City Uh, He was there from the age of seven, never really broke through to the first team. He was linked with Man City last week, and then today he apparently signed for Solly Hull Motors. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, he was on the brink of the Cardiff City squad. Probably, I think he was on the bench several times. He he always looked like the one who was going to break in, never quite made it. and. You know, what do you think that says about the youth system? Because I don't think Cardiff City's youth system is worth the paper is written on. I've got to be
3: honest. Well, there's something wrong if it, if it's not. Well, if you think that, I mean, there's not really many too many lads that have actually come through it. When you think about it now, Joe. Rolls, you know the then, last few. Joe Rolls Ramsey. Joe Rolls Ramsey. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You can't be living off uh, Adam Ramsey all your life, can you? Yeah. Yeah. Um. What was the last lad as well? There was a centre back, I think. James Collins James and, and Collins James Collins yeah, and, back, and Danny Gabbard further going further back you know that's going back back yeah so it's uh, you know that's, that's going back to Scotty's, Scotty before them wasn't it yeah the original um, one club man yeah but you know the, there's not too many now that you would actually say that have come through the system and uh, and been knocking on it's, the door and it's, in the first team
1: but it's more important than ever now though to, to, to bring lads through to try and have assets to try and sell them on because you can't keep we, we had uh, we had the chairman on Mehmet came on and he's telling us how much how much the club's spending monthly how much they're losing £3 million a month and it, the club need assets to sell on as well they can't just keep on ploughing yeah, money in week in week well, out that's a, that's
3: a out. lot of money that
1: not it well, that was during Covid yeah. so you yeah. know what I mean but it, but it still is a lot of money and we, we said this yeah. to him and we asked how long and this is before um Obviously, the, um, the 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 outcome of um, Emiliano Salah as well, because if they've got to pay that fifteen million pound transfer fee, which yeah. nobody really knows will. what's going to happen, it, no. it potentially potentially no. could
3: could ruin the football club, and this is yeah. this is
1: going to be dangerous times. And
3: yeah, but I, way I, way I do honestly think. don't really look at you know I I, I look at my club Everton and I, I look at what's coming through the academy, what's been coming through the academy, um, and if you think there's not that much come from it no. you know you, you look at Calvert-Lewin he was actually bought um, you know who's the other guy that was bought as well Holgate he was bought Holgate okay. so um, Baines was
2: bought as well when he was signed Baines by and, and then you've got what, 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 Seamus Coleman, Coleman, was,
3: Coleman. Coleman Ross Bar- was bought Ross, Ross Barkley Ross, come through the system but we've got a horrible habit of our 19 year old lads that just uh, peaking at 19 and not getting any better Mm. Um, and I'll go as far back as the likes of Franny Jeffers and mm. there was a lad called Jevons Rodwell Rodwell you know the, the, they peak and then that's it you know you mm. you think of the next thing you know especially you know I, I could totally agree why um, Ross Barkley left because the manager didn't fancy him mm. um, and, and that's why he left for, Ch- for Chelsea the way that it all occurred and the way that it happened I wasn't too happy about but um I just felt ross wasn't learning anything at everton football club hey maybe the players weren't the quality you know uh, good enough to teach him anything but yes. when he's gone to i think when he's gone to uh, to chelsea i think he's a better player i think he's been we, coached in a better way so i don't know if it's the coaching that when they go from the the 19s or the 23s into the first team you know when they've got a spare afternoon or something do they go back do they go back with, the, you know, the under-19s coach or, or whatever to, to just mm. pick up on a few things, you know, work on the bad uh, bad habits or, you know, the, the the weaker side of the game? And uh, I, don't, I don't think they do. I honestly don't. And you know what it's like as a manager? You want them players ready. That first-team yeah. coach wants them ready for the first team. And that's all they're worried about, the first team. They're, they're, are they worried about the progression of a young kid? No, that's down to somebody else, maybe.
1: Mm. I totally agree, but the, yeah. and, and, and that's and that's sometimes okay, isn't it? When um, when having the same style all the way through, from from the kids all the way at to the top, yeah. you know what I mean, and and, and, and the philosophies, and I I, I think some te- some people are scared to implement those kind of things because they don't have time to worry about it. They've got yeah. to worry about their own yeah. team, what's going on with themselves, because they're worried about getting the sack. They're worried about having three bad games, yeah. Yeah. losing the jobs. You know, I mean, you, you look at managers who've lost their jobs, uh, Nigel yeah. Pearson. Yeah, not, not not in my wildest dreams did I think that he would have lost his job this year. They've had three managers no. in a year, an absolute shambles and how can you, how can anybody go into a football club like that anywhere else implement something because hmm. you're scared to put a young kid in in case he lets you down or he lets himself down yeah. lets the team down because you're the one who's going to get in trouble for it. You're the one who's going to lose your job.
3: The yeah, young kid will be there for
1: three, four definitely. years. It's such a shame yeah. well, how, how do people you get a on the, Yeah, You look on the other side that Carlo Ancelotti has gone
3: into Everton and he's realised the first-team players aren't good enough. So he's, he's trying the kids yeah, to see how far they have progressed. Uh, are they up to it? And I think one or two of them uh, have done themselves yeah. a lot of good, yeah. but I think you might not see them next year because Carlo Ancelotti is looking to better them kids yeah. and better the players that he don't fancy in the side as well. So it's, it's a big job he's got. They've Massive money to spend as well. Everton haven't they? For the... Well, I don't know. I think they've got to get rid. of it. I mean, when you've got half a dozen players on hundred grand plus a week, it, you, and you're not going to be playing them financially, you've got to offload them. Yeah, um, of course. So it's it's going to be interesting. That uh, what what comes in, especially and what goes out, because so it's massive, easy club to bring though, okay, in. A massive club, massive club though, isn't it? I, look, it's uh, it's it's been a massive club for years and years, but. You, you know, it's just. I think it's been mismanaged.
1: So why? Oh, so well, so why, why
3: are they underachieving then? So why in your
1: in your mismanaged opinion that,
3: are under, mismanaged the, from they, the top, they, uh, mismanaged from the top as a recruitment. Yeah. Um. I think that when Ronald Koeman come in, that he he most probably looked at it and said, you know, there's certain things happening, and he just wanted a coach. He didn't want to bring the players in because he. Mm. he I think the lad called. Um, walsh was in charge of the recruitment yeah um and walsh, wasn't it? Yeah. I, I, yeah i just didn't think that that clicked and if if you've got a director of football and the chief scout that they've got to work with the manager mm. otherwise it doesn't work yeah um why aren't they cool? And i think that's where maybe ronald's couldn't get you know that he wasn't having a say on the players and if he did mm. then uh, it was a bad decision yeah i do been it. I, right, the way.
1: I do find that strange, doesn't it? Because uh, if you're if you're coming in as a manager and you're working with uh, recruitments and you're working with director of football, who you who you're not comfortable in working with, surely it's going to be a, a negative process. It's going to have a negative yeah. impact on on everything because you're, you, Ronald Koeman, for example, same as Carlo Ancelotti, he's going to be working with players that he's not comfortable in bringing in. He doesn't think, think they're going to fit the the squad or the remit. Yes, he'll have a he'll have a say yeah. and he'll have a list, but. Those lists. Everyone else has got the same list or similar lists. And it's it's. it's well, if, you dog, got isn't Euro,
3: it? if you haven't got European football, you come bottom the list. That's yeah, difficult, isn't it? Well you, exactly you know, because... then you know the teams that are in European football, and depending what type of European football you get in Champions League or Europa, then first choice is Champions League. They want to go and play it. You know, they want to better themselves. So yeah. all of a sudden, if you're a football club not even made that, then you know your your second, maybe third fiddle. Mm. Um, and then it's you know hopefully we've got the manager that can entice them to
1: come. I totally agree, and and, and this is what annoys me about uh, about when people talk about that we they should have wage caps and things because I look at wage caps and I look at how negative it could have an impact on certain football clubs and think um, the likes of uh, West Ham, Tottenham, mm. everyone wants to live in London so that they'll get some decent players and if you haven't got European yeah. football like you say. You know, I mean, in my club, Middlesbrough. Who Who would want to come to Middlesbrough unless you are overpaid or you? You know, it's yeah. just. Uh, yeah. It's just. Uh, yeah. It's not fair. It, it, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be a fair
3: thing. No. I think it's gone punished. too far now. I don't it's know how, how, they, how they're going to recoup that. As in uh, a wage capping I, I can't see it happening. Um, if it is, then there's going to be brown paper bags again, isn't there? Well. You're going to go back to the dirty old 70s. There's going to be money in the drawers. There's going to be money in the top drawer
1: somewhere, I tell you.
3: Yeah, there you go. George, George
1: Graham might, uh, might, uh, might take up somewhere uh, again. <laughs> steady what you're saying.
2: Uh, <laughs> uh, Kev Gaz asks, uh, do you think it's ridiculous that they've stopped apprentice, apprenticeships and kids cleaning uh, boots and doing chores around the stadium? Yeah.
3: Uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, I, I think uh, that I think that you know you you've got to monitor that as well. I don't I don't think course. it can be as maybe uh, as brutal sometimes as what players uh, your apprentices had to do. But uh, best uh, time, I, of like, yeah, yeah. time of my life. Yeah, I, I certainly best time didn't. I like. uh, you know, when I used to uh, have to knock on the door to walk into a, a dressing room with George Woods and Big Mc Lyons and uh, Bob Latchford, Roger Kenyon, Davy Jones. Um, you know that was quite frightening and if they didn't say come in you don't go in you'd be waiting outside um mm-hmm. you know knocking knock, you know i thought i thought my my name for a year and a half was towel you know that's all i could hear because i was on the kit so all i could hear was towel <laughs> you know and then, mm-hmm. then the, the guy next to me was called boots because they were yeah. shouting boots you know it's it's just yeah it's it's just a good time yeah character building right.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I it think, was, it, is uh, I think yeah. it is. I think it is. I think I think I think what people, certain people, struggle with now is is they get to a young age, they get this apprentice kind of money, which is a lot more money than YDS, Yes, you know what I mean. I, that, when I first signed for Middlesbrough, I was on, I was on uh, thirty-seven pound fifty. My second year, I was on forty-two pound fifty, and, and nowadays they're getting hundreds of pounds, and it's a, it's yeah. it's a big increase. And you know what I mean? They don't. They don't I think have it's to go more. It's much more. Like they're
3: getting signing yeah. on fees as well that they get. Yeah, I totally agree. It's more, the contracts, you
1: Kev. Know, you know what I mean? They're probably yeah. signing.
3: Long five contracts year. Not, uh, five year Yeah, five-year deals Two-year apprenticeship yeah. Three-year pro, And then they've got an agent Yeah, what's his Who's the... giving them kit Yeah You know, kit uh, boots and everything I remember I was on £15 a week Or £16 a week And it went up to £20 a week When I was 17 mm. I was on £1 a win 50p a draw And £5 for playing the reserves
1: Oh, we were on. Uh, yeah.
3: We were on four pound a draw, eight pound a win yeah. for the youth team, and then we were on
1: twenty five pound a win for the, for the reserves. Which is yeah. oh, it's massive money, massive yeah. money,
3: <laughs> massive, <laughs> massive money. Don't forget the tax. <laughs> <laughs> massive money. Yeah, yeah
2: uh, scary. Ken, Sorry to interrupt you, Emmett. I just wanted to ask you this because I'll forget. Uh, Leslie just asked you, do you think Jordan Pickford is good enough to play, take Everton to the next level long term, and play for England long term as number one?
3: Um, in not at the moment. No, I think he's had a poor season. Um, he's had, I think he's made. I said after about five or six games, he's made more mistakes now than he should have made in the season. So yeah. he, he's been he's been relatively poor. I, why do you think that's you know, it,
1: though? Why, why, why do you think why do you think that's happening? Is it overconfidence? Is it is it?
3: What, 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 what he just come was? over a little bit overconfident. I believe he's a great guy. Yeah, you know he, he is a good guy um and he he's he wants to improve um i don't know what the, the you know the uh the uh the goalkeeping coaches is, is like at all um you know is it is he up to a standard certainly got to be looked at um but i i think what's behind him you know uh, as in who's pushing him
0: hmm. you know
3: what's a what's the second Now stecklenberg is not good enough to be a number two hmm. They brought the lad from Huddersfield, Lossell, is it? Yeah. He went back to Huddersfield. I've seen him. He's not good enough. I'm sorry, but he's not good enough. I mean, it might be brutal, but I'm sorry. It is a brutal world, football, and uh, all I want to do is see my team doing well. Yeah. And I look at he I look at Chelsea.
1: I look at Chelsea, Kevin, and I look at what Frank Lampard did over the last couple of games. And uh, after Liverpool beat Chelsea six three, he swapped the goalkeepers, put Caballero in for the last game of the season. Who then yeah. played the cup final because he had a decent game, and that's what you need. You need people to be competitive. And He's getting ready, now isn't he? Yeah, well, well you, you can't sit,
3: you can't sit down, can you, and just be complacent. No. You need, you know, especially if you're not doing well, you, you need to be, you know, sort of on top of your game. And unfortunately, now that for Pickford, you've got so many keepers. You know, you've got the lad Pope. You've got the lad. Is it uh, Henderson? What's it? Henderson. Lad? Yeah. Henderson? Sheffield United. Yeah. Man yeah, United. Mm. You know, which I, Man United might be looking at bringing him back and playing him instead of a, a. Mm. So, you know, there's, there's plenty of position, whereas maybe before, there wasn't that much position. It was most probably the, uh, I would say, uh, the position that you would say was up for grabs for England. Yeah. So, yeah, I, But now, well, I, yeah. I think it's up for grabs again.
1: Yeah, I think it is. And I think, um, I think especially the timing of it, especially now... Um, now we've got the Euros coming up next year. You know what yeah. I mean? It's there for somebody to take now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because if Pope gets an opportunity or Henderson gets an opportunity, mm-hmm. it's their place to lose because whoever gets of it next... Well, you've got to find
3: else. out that if uh, this form continues from Pickford, you've got somebody ready to come in. Yeah. You can't have somebody come in who's only got maybe half a game under the belt yeah. at international level because the concentration level at that is a lot more than, the, than what he'd be getting, especially Pope at Burnley because you'd be doing more work at Burnley than you will be doing for England. So the concentration level's got to, got to change uh, for a keeper. But I, I would like to think that Jordan Pickford's are young enough to actually get back to where he was and the reason why we bought him for £30 million. Because at the time, I thought that was a good price um, to bring in a young kid um, and obviously be future England goalkeeper. At the moment, he's having a tough spell. But I always think you judge... Uh, judge keepers more when they're having a tough spell, not when they're having a good spell. Yeah, I, really
1: agree. I, I agree. and I look at the, I look at De Gea. De Gea's had his had his tough times at United, and then he's had he's had some really, really, really strong times. And I, I, I look at I look at some of the times that Pickford's done for England, and you know, what I mean, he's pulled them out the mire quite a few times. Yeah. He won penalty shootouts. He's he's pulled some yeah, yeah. unbelievable saves at good times. So, Krimo's rises sometimes, and and yeah. I think I agree what you said, Kevin, about arrogance or confidence or overconfidence. I think sometimes he's. He's probably a little bit too overconfident, and, yeah. and when he's, he does a mistake, not ta- just, he's not the tallest, so he
3: doesn't he doesn't command his box, yeah. as maybe you know other keepers. It uh, was six foot six, six foot four, um, so that that that's a, a bit of a minus on him. But it's something that you you know you don't have to be the top tallest. Yeah. You know you see the Shay no. Givens of the world, yeah, uh, yeah. Who, who had a great career and been a great keeper. So. You know, yeah. Agility agility is key for agility, me sometimes. Yeah, yeah. It's all about your starting position. Mm. That's all as a keeper. If yeah. you're six foot six and you're six foot two, then your starting position as a keeper's gotta be a little bit different than the six foot six. Yeah. You can be further out your goal um if you're six foot six than a six foot two person.
1: Yeah. But like you say, it's all about the coaching, it's all about people mm. to to give you that kind of advice and, and put you in the best best possible starting position possible. Yeah, definitely.
2: As a as a father of a keeper, I can safely say that like if you are if he if my oldest boy is if he, if he goes in a bit overconfident or you know he's had a, he's in he's in a good run of form or he's done well in training or whatever if he goes in and he's a bit too uh, overconfident or a bit cocky that's when he tends to make errors because he's not his concentration's affected um, and I do think. That that's probably something you could attribute to Jordan uh yeah, Jordan, yeah, Jordan Pickford.
1: Um you've also said you've also got to be a bit nuts to be a keeper, I believe. You know, what oh I mean? yeah. there's some God, there's yeah, been yeah. some there's been some idiots along around along the <laughs> way. Some absolutely nutcases. Yeah. I'll um, play with a few. <laughs> we all
2: have. Kev, what did you think of um Leslie's asking about uh John Stones? He's not a fan of John Stones. Um no. he's mentioned before. But um what, he basically says, We're Everton laughing all the way to the bank uh, when they sold him to Man City. Um, do you think he's worth that money due to his age? And, you know, he's obviously an England international now as well.
3: I, I don't think these, these people would be saying that a year or two into his contract at Man City. I thought he did mm. reasonably well. Mm-hmm. Um, you sometimes just get find, found out a little bit later. Yeah. You know, that. It, you know, when to, as a centre back, you got to know when you can take a chance and when you can't, um, because it could be quite critical. You know, it's in the back of the net, especially with the strikers you're playing against these days. Um, John Stones, I, you're laughing all the way to the bank. It's thought uh, well, it was good money for him, but we didn't spend wisely on it. Mm. You know, we went we went and bought Ashley Williams. I think it was for 10, 10 million rather than getting Van Dyke for fifteen. Mm. Van Dyke went to Southampton. I was screaming out for Van Dyke to come to Everton from Celtic. And he went there for 15 and then later on went for what? 70 grand. Did
1: um did Barnes get a sell on clause as well for John Stones?
3: He most probably would have. They'd be stupid mm. if they didn't.
2: Yeah. Oh. I yeah. seem to remember They was quite high. I'm going to I think it was like might have been as high as 15%. I'm going to have to check that. Which is which is really
1: which is really good mm. money. Like, if you if you're about a team laughing all over the bank. They're laughing yeah. all over the bank because you know, what I mean? it's not yeah. about the next move, It's the move after. You know what I mean? Especially yeah. when Man City come calling. You know, so it's yeah, they're laughing really. Yeah, yeah
3: it'd be, uh, it would be an interesting what they have done or what they have done got for that. I, well, there was a sell on. It could have been, it could have been as much as twenty. Well, oh, yeah, price, You know, when, when you think up and above the 40 million that they got for it.
1: Great
2: right? business, great 15, business. 15%. Uh, I, I knew 15%. it stuck in my mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's oh, right. that's, uh, that's yeah. good business by Ramsey. And I think available. Any, available. any championship club who's selling what can, their best what way What did it, it should put some buying it. for? Was it uh, 5 million? It wasn't much. Was it a few million? Let's have a look. Yes. Yeah, a few million. 2 million? Like, uh, yeah. 2 million 2.7 million. So. 2 point, 2 point something. Yeah. Um, so with the, with, it, with, with a sell-on
1: clause. With yeah. a sell-on clause like that you probably looking at a smaller transfer thing. They yeah. got um they got
2: just under 8 million from that transfer uh for to Man City. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah, you can't, See that would be up and uh, above the 2 million that they actually got. So yeah. The, oh
3: yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah.
2: Nice you know, little bit
3: of profit. Yeah.
2: Yeah, definitely. Uh Andy's dad asks, "Do you I remember did. both both your goals for Everton?" Sorry. Do you remember both your goals for Everton?
3: Uh, of course. Bloody hell, two goals. <laughs> I even remember we won for Cardiff. <laughs> so one yeah, of I them scored, was I scored Grobelaar made a right mistake, didn't he? Yeah, I scored left One of them was up, Anfield, right wasn't it? Anfield. Anfield. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Perfect hat-trick uh, then, Kev. It, it's, it's, uh, an 80-yarder now. It's gone from <laughs> 40 to 80. Yeah, yeah I'm up um, with that. And uh, I, I don't know if you know, but it bounced about six to, six times before. Yeah, I've seen it. Seen it. It's uh, a great goal, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, it, any, it, goal, it, any goal
1: Any goal that goes in Kev's a great goal in my eye. Yeah, I don't care well, about well,
3: It was just going past the post And I thought Bruce did ever so well To bring it back in but <laughs> Then I realised after the game I was 500 to 1 To score the first goal
1: <laughs> And he'd had
3: 10 grand on me
1: <laughs> uh,
0: So uh,
3: Yeah I think uh, That was at Anfield And uh, It was a corner uh, Norwich City Away And um, that was my first goal For Everton The Norwich City one And uh, I, uh, I Sort of uh, We had a corner They had a corner And we broke from the corner And the next minute I've ended up in the box The ball's been played to me And uh, You know People keep telling me today Are you sure you didn't try to control <laughs> that With your right foot um, mm-hmm. So It just slotted it Straight into the The corner I went f- away from Chris Woods Who weren't a bad keeper To be fair no, But great then keeper, against great I scored on my debut for Cardiff Up at Carlisle And uh, I'd never been up for a corner before in my life. So for me to get a header and uh, nearly never made it over the line, it was that muddy. But uh, I think we had a we had a good crew up there that day. I'm assuming we about 1,500, so
1: 2,000. That's a long trip, by the way. That is a long, yeah. long trip oh, in the world, yeah. by the way. <laughs> you don't want to be doing that at night. Oh, gosh. Gosh, that's a nightmare <laughs> of a trip. It, no it's way. dark
3: in June there at half seven. Oh,
1: it's <laughs> terrible down there, Brunton Park. It's not yeah. it's not the nicest place to go to play no, football. it isn't. It isn't.
2: Uh, Rob asks Who do we all think Is going to challenge For top two In the championship Next year
3: Do you know what There's always a surprise
1: Yeah there is
2: Yeah I mean I,
3: you know, yeah, Would probably. you have said This year that uh, West Brom and Leeds Most probably West Brom Yeah Definitely Would you have said Brentford would be up there No Maybe not no. Um It's it, It's going to be interesting It depends who goes up now Brentford or Fulham Yeah um, because you can actually see, you can see Fulham if they don't make it being in amongst the mids. Um, you know, it's it's, it's much of muchness. It's not a great league.
1: No, it's not. I, I, I look at the teams all coming down. You know, what I mean Norwich depend on if they sell. If they don't sell, they've got a, yeah. they've got a nucleus of the squad to go back up. Uh, yeah. Bournemouth will sell. You know, what I mean by by what I'm hearing. You know, what I mean yeah. the manager goes and. Um, he's gonna, he's gonna lose. They're gonna lose a lot of them players. Will he reinvest or will, he, will it, will it keep the money out of it? Watford. Um, I mean, Watford, you're
3: gonna see a change. You're gonna Troy change. Deedy, a, every, you're, exactly. You're gonna here. see a big change in the squad, aren't
1: you? Yeah, you I are. 100. And well, the, the, the likes of Troy Deeney, are not going to go and play back in the Championship anymore. You know, he's he's, yeah. he's set himself in the Premier League. He's, you know, I mean, I, know, I, know, I think he was linked to linked to Man United when he signed. To Tottenham. That's
2: on him. Them- yeah, Jose wants him. And I mean yeah. he suits Joe the way Jose Mirunio plays, Troy he's Dini the would the be Diego perfect. Costa
3: really, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. But he's if a I a version of Diego yeah. Costa, yeah. yeah.
2: If I was if I was Harry Kane and Daley Alley, I'd be kinda of looking at that sign and no disrespect to Troy dini I think he's quite a good uh, you know mm. Premier League footballer. But if I was Delhi Alley, uh, Harry Kane, you know, those type of players who've Made
1: a career for themselves, But you're
2: and, looking.
3: And, you're looking. The likes of I would be looking at You're looking for the top internationals to are come in, aren't
1: you? Yeah. Well, I, I know, think Harry to, Kane. Harry Kane's probably looking at the people around the world and who can push them to the next level and who can get them into the um, into the top League European and, yeah. players, the Champions yeah. League players, push them on another level. And yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't think Troy Deeney's the 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 pick that Harry would pick as his strike partner. I don't think. No, no, no. no. It's it's.
3: Oh, I, I think it's going very bit interesting for the teams that have finished outside the top four. The, how they're going to recruit what they're going to get in to make them better um yeah. so it's it, yeah it's going to be interesting there's going to be a few sort of uh, well there's got to be you can see that at tottenham he's he's got to bring in players because it's not been good enough this year yeah. um you, you you look at chelsea champions league what they've done this year has been absolutely fantastic yeah you know uh, you know you, you look at that the, the you know okay Jurgen Klopp uh, as one manager of the year but Frank Lampard in his first year it's been absolutely superb. You know, they've had, they've had an embargo on. I
1: know. So he's had yeah.
3: to blood the kids coming through. Mm. Um, which I don't think any other manager might have done that at Chelsea. No. No, um, I agree. Mason Mance has been yeah. one of the best yeah.
2: players in the league.
3: Ab- yeah. I, I mean, i seen the lad Abrahams at uh, Swansea and I thought, this lad's got no chance. But all of a sudden, you know, he seems to have grown up and realised what mm. it's about. Uh, I thought he thinking he was at Swansea and he was... Uh, it was uh, I'm too good for this. But, Mm. you know, maybe that's the wake-up call he needed. He didn't Mm. want to go back out on loan again. And sometimes that's what you get. Look at Harry Kane at Norwich. He went to Norwich on loan and did nothing. Absolutely nothing. But it's one of them things that you've been to Norwich, or do you still want to be at Tottenham? Or still want to be at Tottenham? Mm. Yeah. So, it's... Kev, you just mentioned there,
1: you mentioned Chelsea there. Obviously, they played in the FA Cup final at the weekend against Mm. uh, Arsenal. Obviously, we'll, we can talk to that about that game in a minute. But obviously, in the intro, um, mm. you walking up them stairs and picking that FA Cup final trophy up. So tell me and tell everybody else that how how that felt because to anybody's dream playing in the FA yeah. Cup, never mind the final or lifting the trophy. Well, I, so what, what was is that, it? Then?
3: Is it? Is it now? Is it as big yeah, as a but, dream now as it was? Well, it is, it is to me. I, yeah, I,
1: well, I, 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 well. I love that, that trophy and I, and I love yeah. that. I used to love watching St. Greaves on the Saturday morning, the FA Cup yeah. final, watching yes. all the goals, and yeah. watching the buses come into the, into the stadium, mm. all the interviews, players coming on the pitch, the game, the, uh, the, the, the aftermatch. And I, I agree, nowadays mm. it's, it's secondary to the Champions League, it's secondary to everything else, yeah. but it should be, and it, sh- it should be given the Champions League players. It, should, yes, be, it, should, be, it yes. should be given in the highest regard, so teams take it seriously and stop messing about with it because it means so much to everybody. And 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 it shouldn't be um, it shouldn't be put down for people who've won it, like yourself. Because if, for me, mm. everyone would give the I would give my left arm to, yeah. to go up them steps. Never mind. Uh, well, never I,
3: mind think, I think I think I think Wembley's cheapened itself in the fact that you play all sorts of games there now. Yeah, you, um, have you have know, the semi final So, semi-final, so semi-final, you know, yeah. they're, they're saying that clubs disrespect. The, the FA Cup, then you've got to look at the FA for disrespecting you know, the, the FA Cup itself in what it yeah. actually means. It was more of a disappointment to actually miss out on playing at Wembley if you lost the semi-final. Now you're playing the yeah. semi-final at Wembley. Uh, does it change? Is the quarter-final more of a disappointment because you're missing yeah. the opportunity to play at Wembley? Play the I was fortunate for a non-Englishman to actually play at Wembley about 13, 14 times. Yeah. Um, and then I look at ex-pro's who had never, ever played there. Pop Robson, the ex-Newcastle,
1: yeah. I
3: think he played for Sunderland as well, didn't That's he? West Ham. I don't yeah, think he played there. No. I don't think he played there. And have a look how many games he played and how many goals he scored. 240 odd goals, I think.
0: Yeah.
3: And he never played at Wembley.
0: Yeah. And I'm
3: thinking, thought he would have played at Wembley.
0: Yeah.
3: Now, you know, you could be a third division player now, and make four appearances at, at Wembley, five appearances in playoff finals,
1: I watched the game. I watched the game at the weekend. So it was uh, Harrogate Town against Notts County, and, and some of the yeah. players there they played they played at Wembley five times. And I'm I'm watching I'm watching the game, thinking, <laughs> I didn't get to play, I didn't get to play at Wembley yeah. once. I was de- that's but, one, It's never a regret because you you, you, yeah. you can't you can't it's never a regret. It's just just yeah. a disappointment, you know. But it's no,
3: I the, think the, I think that, you just that said season was cheap, just it's an unbelievable cheap, season, and the the way that it all sort of and I remember after about the fourth round, um, Howard turned to me and he says, uh, you know what year it is, don't you? And I went, no. And he went, it's the year of the rat.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's You're all he better. kept saying to
3: me. Every time I played, year of the rat. It's the year of the rat. Uh, I think this, uh, the the what's-a-name game we played Liverpool in the, um, it was what, what? The Milk Cup or yeah. the Woods Cup or what it was in the, the final at Wembley, and I think that was the taste, and and to lose that, we had a taste, we had mm. a taste, and then uh, you know you win your first, you know uh, uh, your first trophy, and that gives you a taste for more. But you know to go and walk up, it's something that you dream of as a kid, doesn't mm. it? To go. Up Do you think steps that's the run. catalyst
1: then, Kev? Because you just said there about getting beat by Liverpool in the in the in the League Cup. So was that the catalyst then to yeah. to want the success?
3: Well, the the, the catalyst that they were such a good side yeah. Oh yeah. in class. the 80s mm. early 80s late 70s well 70s mm. 80s yeah, yeah. and we played them at Wembley we drew at Wembley and played at Man City then in a, the replay but we were a match for them we matched them and we knew that we could upset them and we could match them so that's you know when that when you've got that belief I think we were going into games before in the past and not real not thinking we were going to win that game but that changed I think the mindset but it was just great, you know. Like I say, I've, I grew up, you know, on the on the park field sort of playing football. You used to play an FA Cup game or or whatever, yeah. and then. But you know, I was, I was I think I was the second youngest person to go up them steps as a captain. Yeah, I think yeah. Bobby Moore was the other one. I don't think there's anybody else been no. younger than than me now. No. I think no. Steven Gerrard could have done it a couple of years uh, way back. Um, but that would have been at Cardiff. It wouldn't have been at Wembley. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, not, but I, I don't, don't think know if you knew. Big, I, 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 don't think I, it ta- I don't
1: think it takes the. I don't think it takes the, um, uh, the, the. The positive of it, but I think Wembley's just so. For me, it's just the place to to win the FA Cup, isn't it? It's the way the the place to yeah. play a cup final. Yeah. yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, definitely. But I don't know if you know. I was the last person to actually lift the trophy after working up, walking up the original thirty-nine steps. Oh, they yeah, took so them down after right. that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, they took him down because of obviously the conflict in Ireland, um, safety reasons. But yeah, it was it it was a great better, occasion, you know, to even better achievement to do that. Yeah, but uh, you know, yeah, we really sort of captivated that sort of uh, FA Cup for about f- four or five years. You know, we were sort of I think we I think we played him four out of the. Five years was it? Four or six yeah. years? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, I think uh, you, I think you had opportunities, didn't you? Uh,
1: over the course of that four or five seasons, to win doubles, trebles You were yeah. you were in you yeah. were in for in
3: for league titles. Uh, well, you won articles.
1: the doubles. Cup winners' uh, cups. Yeah. Yeah. You won the double. You did yeah. you win the double on the and the European Cup as well? When the, when you won the cup, yeah. The cup? You, yeah. cup
3: winners' yeah. cup and um, the the league. Yeah. And then played Man United uh, three days after we played in the European um Cup Winners' Cup final. We played the, the final three days later. So you'd won the league the week the week before, <laughs> yeah. the European Cup Winners' the Cup mid-week. on on Wednesday, and then you play. But not none of us moaned. <laughs> yeah. you know we, we didn't say Ma- we played too many games. Imagine we, the uproar! Imagine, okay. <laughs> well, imagine the uproar now, Honestly, Well, imagine
1: imagine the uproar now, though. You know what I mean? That yeah. players are playing too many games, and then there's the yeah. travelling, and
3: you know, because yeah. it's just yeah, yeah. And no. you know you, you wouldn't change anything. No, you wouldn't change it for the world. You know that's the way it was. You you wanted to play. You didn't you didn't want to be rested. Yeah. You know it's uh it's you know, it's a it's a new word of being dropped.
0: Yeah. I well, remember
3: I, I don't know if you've ever I seen like the it. program on Sky with um, Robbie Fowler. Um and Robbie Fowler says talks about Gerard Hulier, and he said I didn't get this resting business. He said Gerard used to, Hulia used to say to me he says I'm not playing you this weekend. I'm resting you, but he used to run me nuts off in the week. Why am I running <laughs> me nuts off? if he's resting me? Right, exactly. It doesn't make sense, does it? No, it doesn't. Because that's, doesn't the, that's the thing.
1: Is it? Because yeah, and, and, and what, what what teams do, don't they? Because they do a lot of running after games. So you know mm. what I mean. I'm gonna I'm gonna rest you this week because you've looked tired over the last couple of weeks. And after the game, you don't get on, but you run yeah. and you work you're harder than you down. would have if, you, if you'd have played in the game. So yeah. the whole thing just doesn't make sense. And sometimes, honestly, is the best policy. And if you're not mm. playing because. You've got. I've gone down. It's a out, though, tact- it's, well, of course it is there, it's the it. but out. players aren't players aren't stupid, and you know mm-hmm. what I mean. And they don't publicly come out and go on social media. They'll go through agents, and and they'll that tell the name different
3: though, because years ago you were you were knocking on the manager's door, and a lot yeah, of it yeah, was totally to do really. that you you wouldn't be getting as much money, you wouldn't yeah. be getting the main bonus, mm-hmm. you know, you wouldn't be getting appearance money. Mm-hmm. Because uh, yeah. you were either sat on the bench or you weren't playing yeah, at all. So, yeah. you know, when you're you're picking up your, your 40, 50, 60k a week and you're told you're not playing, then what well, is that going to hurt them? Yeah.
1: No, no. But, but pride. Also, and if, also, if you think about it,
3: there's not that many that have got pride these days. The no, nah, I, totally, I totally agree. But also, Kev, a uh,
1: managers or were managers a lot more approachable back in the day? I, I know the word for me, you know what I mean? I could go and knock on a manager's door. Ask personal questions or get some answers that I want for questions, but I, I don't see now managers are that approachable. No. You know, that they're no, um, did you
2: do that with Dave Jones and Did knock on his door I, and ask him? Did I do it?
1: I went, yeah. I did knock on his door, yeah. I didn't know. Is that when there, you but... fell out, was it when,
2: <laughs> when you knocked on his door?
1: <laughs> yeah, I knocked on his door a little bit too hard, knocked on his door a little bit too hard, and I ended up did falling you? through it. Yeah. Yeah, it bit, yeah, it was his yeah. scary eyes, was it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me and Dave, me and Dave didn't see eye to eye, I tell you. Yeah, at all, I was Dave's all.
3: apprentice at Everton. Yeah.
1: That's all. Was yeah. It was, uh, oh
3: yeah, you to, I, I always remember that knocking on the door, and the first face you seen was Dave Jones, and then yeah. Scary Eyes. Yeah. <laughs>
1: He's uh, and, and listen, it's the same thing, Kevin. It's uh, oh, we're trying desperately yeah. to get him on, aren't we? It's yeah. Uh, for me, the, the respect is is as I respect people's decision because they're the quite mm. upfront about it. It's just I think sometimes when you when you're a young lad, you're taking to heart a little bit what what things are said, but I think when you get uh, as an adult. You respect people's honesty. because yeah. honesty is the best policy. Because when you say, well, how "Are you uh, going to learn? You, 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 exactly. Because now, like learn? now you're now you've been rested or or yeah. or we're doing this. You're not. You're getting dropped because you're not being yeah. good enough, and that's the yeah. and that's what it is. Or,
3: you're, or you, or you, or you, you haven't you, done you, this. You haven't done that. Yeah. All right. Now, if and if you're a good pro, you'll go away and you'll work yeah. on them things.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Definitely.
3: Exactly. Because how <laughs> uh, you are you
1: going to get back in? If you don't know what you've done wrong, mm. how are you going to be able to get better to get back in to impress again? Exactly.
2: You? Exactly. Never going to happen. Never going to no. happen. Um, Kev, who's the best player you've ever played with, uh, club level and international?
3: Big Nev. Yeah, a legend. Big Neville will no doubt about it. Legend. Best I've ever seen.
2: Legend. He was and I haven't
3: seen uh, too many people come anywhere near him. Um, what was so special about him, Kev? Oh, just... <laughs> Watch him train. <laughs> mm, <yeah. laughs> it was scary. Because yeah. Nev wasn't the biggest. No, was it wasn't the biggest he's person. Small. He was about six foot two, but he made the goal look small. Mm. Just made it small. And we had like decent um, standby keepers, you know the uh, uh, owl mm. who I went on to play Mick, for yeah. Wolves and, Wolf, uh, and yeah. Leicester. You know he's at yeah. Leicester now. Um, he was a great keeper, but he knew that he wanted to play first team football, so he he left. Um, but when them type of people went into goal. All of a sudden, there was balls going in the back of the net from everywhere. Mm. But when Nev went in, he, he, I remember him once and he uh, on international duty. So, <laughs> and he, We had a shooting session and he had his hands behind his back <laughs> and he was chesting and heading balls around the post. It was like just... Uh, I, I've never... Like I say, he's, uh, he's, he's a one-off, I feel. And uh, he, uh, I think... For about an eight-year period, most probably the best in the world. From about 84, 83, right the way through to 91, 92, he was the best about. Unfortunately, you know, you look at him now and you, you can't believe that he was a keeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing, you've got to remember that Nev wasn't always that size. And yeah. I think Nev went on too long. He went to Bradford and that. And he, you know, you're, you're quite lucky, you're quite slender, Andy. But when you get older, most of the time, the older you get, the wider you get. And there's yeah. one thing you can't lose, and that's your width. You can lose weight, but you don't lose your width.
2: Yeah,
3: yeah. And uh, I, you know, people remember Nev when he was in goal at Everton at the end of his career, rather than being I mean, unless you're an Evertonian, unbeatable. Yeah, and his name's Big Nev now. You know, yeah. it wasn't Big Nev then. You know, yeah. it was, uh, yeah. he was he was top top draw. Believe me.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, Kev, just going back,
2: like we were just talking about Dave Jones there with Andy. Did there, Did you ever properly fall out? With like a
3: manager uh, in the heat of battle, mm-hmm. we've had a few words, I suppose, with uh, Colin Harvey and Howard Eddie May. When Eddie was at uh, Eddie was quite volatile, really. You know, he was uh, he, he he could have been could be a nasty piece of work.
2: Really, um,
3: yeah, yeah. So uh, I think I had more arguments with Eddie than I had with any of the other managers, <laughs> um, but. Uh, and then, as a manager yourself, I've had a, a few arguments with players. You
2: know, how would um, um, how would you deal with Kevin Ratcliffe, the player, if you were the manager?
3: I'd like to think I wasn't a massive problem as a as a player. Yeah, you know, and and training wise, because I loved going at Everton. I loved going in every day. The training mm. was fantastic. Howard was streets ahead. Howard Kendall was streets ahead of uh, you know um, training um he was he was sort of uh, forward thinking we trained with the ball we didn't train do i just running and running and running he would tell you the first day of training he'd get you down and he'd say right lads he says you have got five and a half weeks to get fit not five and a half days i don't want any racing um we're going to do everything with the ball in the morning and then in the afternoon we'll do a bit of wall work while another set of lads will go off and do a run i think the longest run we did was 20 minutes uh, and the hardest session i've ever think i think we did two eight hundreds four four hundreds and six two hundreds um but what he did is he never give you a break if the break if you had a break we we trained for about an hour and a half in the mornings we had a 15 minute break with a cup of tea or a, or a juice or whatever you wanted and then we went straight into this into the afternoon session around about 12 o'clock half 12. um and then we'd be finished within an hour and his idea of training was that he didn't want you coming in stiff as a board from hanging around waiting for that afternoon and warming up for 40 minutes or something to do that afternoon session where you didn't and you know what i took that training with me uh to chester and Shrewsbury, and i had this physio with me for most of the time like called uh, stuart walker and stuart also top top physio went to work at sunderland with uh, reedy went with andy gregory down uh, was it Andy gregory? john gregory at uh, john gregory yeah villa. at derby and villa um so he's well well respected and he comes to me one day and he says have you ever looked at how many injuries you've got in, had in training pre-season i went no he went none he said all your training all your injuries if you do get one comes from a match which you've got to accept that you are getting get more injuries in the match but you've never had one injury in training and i thought oh and then when you look at the way the Howard, I can't really remember too many people pulling out of training with yeah. an injury. So that's testament to that guy, mm. who you know we did things. Richly, there was a you had a Wednesday off. Um, you come in Thursday was a, a great day for training.
0: Yeah,
3: uh, high high pressure training, and then on a on a Friday we would have uh, head tennis, and head tennis there was four teams and we had a staff team as well. And that staff team was made up of Colin Harvey, Mickey, um, Howard Kendall and Terry Darricott. I'll tell you what, it was like World War Three, <laughs> And we are only playing for a pound. We, World War Three. Andy Gray's coming across the, the net trying to el- elbow you. Yeah. Uh, I've got my studs up so that Andy, just in case he comes over the net, can get six studs in his face. And it, it, it was just like that every Friday or a day before a game. Um, it, they were legendary. Shall we say <laughs> they, them? them uh, sort of
1: uh, Ed tennis games. Yeah. Um One question I've got, Kev. So I've got um, who's the who's the toughest centre forward that you came up against in your career? So opposition wise. So obviously you played with some great players, but who's a who's the hardest centre forward or attacking player? Because obviously you played fullback as well as. Oh, oh no!
3: I never played fullback. Believe me, I was always a centre back, and uh, mm-hmm. uh, as a fallback, no, that was that was really sort of pushed me into that one. Uh, something that I didn't want to do. Yeah. Um, but it all depends. It's different types of strikers. You know, you, yeah. you look at a goal scorers. You've got, you've got to look at Rushy. Yeah, he was just you know. Uh, He's he, relentless was he, one. He, he was just relentless. People don't realise how quick he was. It mm. was lightning, and he always used to. He, I think he's been the best player that I've ever seen stay on side. Um, I think he's the best striker that I've seen come out of the British Isles, as in goal scorer. I've never seen Jimmy Greaves. So I don't think you can choose people you've never seen. Yeah. Or played against. I played against him and he, he will you will keep him quiet for 89 minutes. And then all of a sudden he just creeps in and gets you to get goal. Um And if you look at his record, I think he played 660 games. He scored 346 goals and then 346 goals i think four of them were penalties you think of shearer lineker yeah Owen? i can't i can't
1: recall he it. has
3: got many penalties right. like yeah right you saying yeah uh, Henri. yeah how many goals alan Shearer scored 260 goals in the premiership and i think there was 55 penalties he's
1: got of penalties yeah
3: so mm. you know when you're it on that Mm. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't easy to score then. No, no, no. You know, no. not when you're getting people coming straight at things. But uh, you know that that was a goal scorer You know that you played against. Then you played against the technical guy, and by far the best was Kenny Douglas. He, he was he was top. What, of what was so What was so difficult about about playing against him? Well, one minute you got Rushy running in behind you, and you got yeah. him dropping off into midfield. Yeah, um, and. Kenny would just hoop things over over the shoulder yeah. for Rushie to run into the space that you've come out to pick him up in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I, I went to Rushie's testimony. They played against Celtic and Kenny played half each, half for Celtic, half for Liverpool. And he was the domineering factor which side won that half. Who were the better side. So, when he mm. played for Liverpool, they were the better side. When he played for Celtic, Celtic were the better side.
2: He was yeah, tremendous.
3: I, but then yeah. you used to get the other centre forward that used to want to knock your head off with an elbow. You know, your big Mickey Hartford's of the world. you um,
1: um, he was, Mickey.
3: Uh, oh, yeah, Mickey Hartford was Was yeah. t- But Mickey could play.
1: Yeah, he could play, yeah.
3: Um, and then there was a legendary Billy Whitehurst, <laughs> who uh, <laughs> just didn't want to mess with Billy. Yeah. <laughs> well done, Billy. Great game.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah, when, you, when, you, when yeah. you say about Russia, I was was uh, it was a great privilege for me because I, I made my full debut at Anfield on Rushie's last game at Anfield, and it, we we gave him the guard of honor, and it was just ah, mm. oh, it was just the most surreal thing in the world that yeah. the career every ah oh, just the the the, the send off he got was just ah uh, just second yeah. to none and something that it was just totally deserved, you know that it was just yeah. I know he went on to I think he went on to Leeds after that, didn't he? Went down. Yeah. down road I, I and, think
3: his records after he left Liverpool was poor. I don't yeah. think he scored at Wrexham. He played for Wrexham. I think he played Well over 30 games For Wrexham Never scored I think Leeds I don't think he scored I think they played him out On the right wing At yeah, Leeds
1: I, I, I can't really remember at um, Leeds
3: I know, I, know a, I know it was obviously The Premier
1: League But it was, So do uh, you think For about
3: evolving, 50 40-50 games He might not have um, Been as prolific As when he was at Liverpool But he yeah. certainly was a, yeah. You know And do you know what When he was a kid um, And we were in the Welsh squad together He Oh He was You would think he was so far away from being a top, top player. And then all of a sudden he got that chance. I think it was at at Villa Park against West Ham. Um, Would that have been in the semi-final, the final replay of one of the Cups? And he was outstanding. Mm. And I thought, where's that touch come from? You know, all of a sudden he, he must have just got this confidence and... You know, he, the ball was sticking to his feet. His passing was better. His movement was better. Well, he always had the movement, but yeah. uh, you know, he, he was he was a top player.
1: I think that's what uh, that's that's what I love watching him. His movement and and how just mm. de- how deceivingly quick he was. You know, what I mean, the people would yeah. would think they could leave space in behind, and his movement yeah. w- would got him one step ahead and one used to make that arcing run get back him. Yeah, his movement. You know the arcing absolutely... run. And do you know
3: what? Yeah. Do you know what he did? So if he was on, I was left sided centre back. So if he was on my shoulder, he'd be on my left sided shoulder right but he was like a little bit deeper so we used to play a high line so if he was deeper i'm thinking he's offside but what he was doing is he's taking his line off the other center back Mm. so he's making sure he stays on by the center back or the right back
1: yeah not me Mm.
3: so and that's what he was very good at so then what he used to do is arc his run so that he's like going Sort of, you know, around that way to where uh, he's going forward to come back um, to make that run, which he he timed it. But when you got Souness and Leash putting them balls into an area, you know, not to oh. feet, he was looking to he, he was yeah. looking for that space over the top.
1: Yeah. Oh, he, 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 he listen, he still had the movement, but the
3: balls to him as well. The people who are putting balls yeah. to him is just
1: unbelievable. Yeah.
3: Well that's, uh, that's what that's the yeah. excuse that I make for him when he went to Leeds and. Uh, wrecks of the he was having the quality of balls coming through
2: yeah Um, Kev okay just to finish off I'm going to ask you probably the most random question you've ever been asked in a in an interview ever I <laughs> doubt you've ever been Go asked on. it so I, I thought I'd finish on something fun and a bit weird Um, if you could tr- change one drastic rule or thing about the beautiful game to make it more exciting or appeal to different people whatever it may be what would it be and why? Well,
3: at the moment, it's VAR, isn't it?
2: Yeah, get rid of that crap. <laughs> yeah, Just get rid of that. Of that oh, that, I, do
3: you know what? I don't think VAR's a bad thing. It's well, the people who actually use it. Do you know what it is? Well, why haven't it, they got any ex-professional footballers on it?
2: Well,
1: I totally agree. I
2: totally agree as well. But also, it's the Premier totally League agree. are so arrogant that they're not using it like the rest of Europe and how they're mm. supposed to use it. Yeah. They've decided they're going to use it one way. Which is not the way it's supposed
3: to be used. No. Well, do you know what they, they didn't do? Better? They didn't go to rugby league and ask, mm. "How did it work for them? Mm. What was what was beneficial? What it, what wasn't it in its first year?" They never went to them. I but how many times, though,
1: oh, Kevin, how many times in the rugby do you see the referee go over to the to, to the monitor and go and check it all the time? They're going over yeah. there two or three times a yeah. game. We're yeah, lucky definitely. if we've had we've lucky if we've had five times a season where the where the referee's been over the monitor. And, yeah. it's, and it's it's embarrassing, you know. What I mean, someone someone's is making a decision about a toenail, about an armpit, and mm. it's just listen. Uh,
2: embarrassing.
1: It it, it it gives us a conversation, and then mm. and then and, on, and then on top of that, my biggest bugbear is obviously this goal which kept uh, Aston Villa up. This uh this goal, goal Oh against, yeah. Uh, do you know what I mean? So it's a football's a mess, and it's been a mess for yeah. such a long time, and it's 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 getting embarrassing now though because. The amount of money what's involved, you know, like I'm mm-hmm. surprised I've had nothing when well, we've had nothing more from from Watford, from Bournemouth about that goal because
3: yeah, it just yeah. Yeah. kept. kept the other thing, away. Andy, is that I, I don't get it that they don't use ex professionals or ex managers yeah. on it because they know that if that if that guy that that player, if that cat player, is actually you know for a tattle, for a booking, for a sending off, it is he deliberately done that or if he hasn't.
1: Yeah.
3: Now, if you haven't played the game. I'm not sure if you know or not, but if you've played the game, you certainly know a lot more.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, and uh, yeah, that uh, that was that would be definitely one. But uh, uh, t- tackling is is it's been a. you but know, then what's it's the point? What, what? the art out of defending, to be I, fair. because totally a, a player is is. Yeah, I, I think you know, no disrespect, Danny. I think they made it easier for the strikers.
1: Oh, yeah, I totally agree. Well, uh, think that you're protected, Kev. Now though, because you you know that no one's going to come through behind you. You know, I mean, no one's no one's allowed mm-hmm. now. You can't come from the side or from behind. So you're you're very yeah. protected. Centre forwards are so protected. It's scary. Yeah,
3: yeah, definitely. So, so which is a, uh, which is we a shame, don't know which way it's going to go. <laughs> no, but then
1: but then I look at uh, I look at VAR on Saturday in the in the, in the cup final and and uh, the sending off. You know that all all they have to do is look at the second yellow card and and just and just just. It helped the referee out because the ref mm-hmm. saw the ref saw the, the lad rolling on the floor and thought, well, something must have happened. You know, if he went off the yeah. off the side, looked at the screen and saw what everyone else saw and saw over and over again, he's going to see it very mm-hmm. differently. He's potentially yeah. going to book the lad for rolling around, and and then we can just get on with the game and, and, and make it a contest and make it fun yeah. because it's not fun when you're seeing lads getting sent off and laughing as they're walking off because some some fans will think that's um he's, he's, he's wh- 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 why he's laughing, whatever he's laughing at, and commentators yeah. are, are, are making their own judgment, but. He's laughing because yeah. he's embarrassed about what the decision. What's just happened?
3: Yeah, really? yeah. No, it's it's scary, mate. It's scary the way it's going. Ah, uh, yeah. And it's, it's not I, for the better. No, it's, it's, no, it's not, not. Well, for the well, better. No, I totally
1: look. agree. But the thing is, <laughs> what, Kev, do you not think they should have tried out and tested it in the lower leagues, To so, say the championship Had the season in the championship, and and worked on things what didn't work, and then and then implemented it in the Premier League?
3: Um, yeah, that would be very hard to do, wouldn't it? With the facilities you've got in the lower leagues.
1: Yeah. Well. It, 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 yeah. yeah, but. But they still mess it up in the premier league so i just, I yeah. just don't know, how yeah. you
3: know so. well i think it's just the the angles of where the cameras can actually go But the yeah. like you said they are getting it wrong and uh like i say it's, 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 i haven't got anything against var and it is a good idea for certain situations goal line and everything um look i i like i, I think it's an easy cop out for the referee at the moment
1: I agree. Totally actually,
3: you know, to, for VAR to make the decision rather mm. than you, um, but I'd still rather the referee. You know, the, what you what you're seeing on the pitch, mm. surely it's it's first day. I know, I know they're yeah. getting help. That's when it's been good at times, and then it hasn't mm. been good at other times. But I, mm. it's, altogether, it's the people who actually use the VAR that need but, need, yeah, need an they're, education.
1: They're, yeah, but you said they don't care okay about about referees that. I also then start questioning what what linesmen are doing because are linesmen just you doing outs now. They're not doing offsides. Are they not doing? They not doing I just, no, I just got, no, I don't, I'm don't just think confused they are. Now. I'm just yeah, confused. yeah. But like I you feel, say, that that, that goal for, for Villa,
3: that. That. that goal for Villa is like, you know, you you you're thinking what was it? Villa who scored? Sorry, with that one. Uh, no, uh, Sheffield United. Vi- yeah, Sheffield, Sheffield United. United Villa, yeah. yeah, you know, you, you start thinking that. Well, if Far can't decide that. What can they decide? <laughs> exactly. Well,
1: exactly. Why is,
3: it, why is it worth having it? Exactly. You know, but no, like you said, why, why isn't the referee haven't got, hasn't gone over there? Because he's trusting VAR. They've got yeah. a better idea that if yeah. all the ball—that's a difficult thing—if yeah. all yeah. the ball's gone over or not. Yeah. So the referee, you know, has just stood back. Let VAR, VAR can't get that wrong, and they have. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I totally agree, I totally agree but uh, Kev, it's been an absolute pleasure um, it's been an amazing show, I really really appreciated it, um, just before we do finish inside finishes up, I just want to dedicate um, the show to uh, one of our viewers and it's uh, Richie Thomas and uh, sadly Richie's um, dad passed away this morning um, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I know Richie has been in the group, and has been in the chat and asked a few questions tonight so uh, Richie if you're still with us and you're still watching, that's uh, that's for your dad and hope uh, the family and everything's is okay
2: Chop man, I echo that echo that indeed yeah. yes um kev it's been an absolute pleasure my friend i really really enjoyed it i could speak to you for another two and a half hours yeah i could just, i could uh, just non-stop. It's been amazing,
1: it's been amazing.
2: We, uh, we haven't we haven't even covered half the stuff we uh, yeah. we had planned it's just but that's uh, yeah. it's all good um so we thank you for joining us thank you to everyone who's uh, tuned in and i like and of course a big thank you to uh, black diamond sports and bespoke financial uh, check out the YouTube channel. We've got lots of shows coming out this week with uh, lots of different guests and stuff. And um, we also have Friday evening the Andy Campbell Championship Show, where myself and Andy will be joined by several uh, fans of different championship clubs as we review the season. So tune in for that at seven o'clock Friday live. And uh, we will see you all next week. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, cheers, Andy. Bob. See cheers, you. Uh, cheers, Andy. cheers, cheers Bob, guys. guys. And, uh, let's cool.
0: My mummy and daddy have been talking about life insurance. It sounds like something to protect my brother and me, but I don't really understand. Then my Auntie Louise told Mummy about Bespoke Financial Teesside. She said they're a local company who helped her with her life insurance. Mummy got in touch and because they're based locally, a man called Darren was able to come to our house. He was really friendly. Darren stayed for a cup of tea and made it all really easy to understand. He said that life insurance will protect our home and family if anything bad were to happen. Like if mummy or daddy got sick, then we'd get enough money to take care of us and our house would be paid for so we wouldn't get taken away. After an hour Darren said goodbye and mummy and daddy seemed a lot happier. Once it was all sorted we could all relax and watch a film together as a family. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. To be a hero! A superhero! Network.